Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Everybody's texting in. Yes, Burt Bacharach was married to Angie Dickinson from 1965 to 1980. And apparently they had a Martini and Rossi on the Rocks commercial that everybody is remembering. He passed away today at the age of 94. So at the end of our show yesterday, I imagine if you listen now, you probably aren't listening at, you know, 545 or 6 o'clock. But we were stunned to see the video of one of our News Nation colleagues being taken down while he was covering... The train derailment in Ohio. Here's some of the audio. This is bad. This is bad. Oh my God. You guys, this is bad. Stop. Stop this. Stop this. Stop. You guys, he's a national correspondent. You cannot do this. I'm a reporter with News Nation. It's all being recorded right now. I hope it is. This is horrible. Because you can't talk to people about doing their jobs. Oh my God, I cannot believe this. Mike Vicara is our News Nation DC bureau chief. So, for you're you're kind of Evan Lambert's boss, right? I am. Yes, that's right. Hi, Lisa. Hey, so in that audio we were just listening to, who is the woman saying, oh, my God, because that would be me, except I'd be a lot louder. (laughs) Uh You know, I don't know. I believe it was a colleague that, you know, Evan had been there for since Monday. um, And I I, I gather that it was somebody that they had been working with, he and his camera crew, over the course of the three days that preceded uh, that incident. Uh, You know, it's which is a great opportunity for me to say that Evan is the kind of reporter, you know, go to the train wreck with toxic fumes in eastern Ohio. Anybody? Evan's hand went up. Yeah. He was on a plane to Pittsburgh. He drove there an hour and was on the air by 5 o'clock with an enormous black plume of smoke behind him during that burn off of the, of the toxic fumes on Monday evening. Just speaks to the kind of reporter and dedicated professional that Evan is. And so he was taken to the ground. We saw the video, and it was shocking. I would be that woman saying, hey, you can't do this. This is America. Stop this. Then they cuffed him, and they actually arrested him and put him in jail. Yeah, infuriating, um, to say the least. Um, I and hundreds of other reporters um, on a weekly or even daily basis are at events at press conferences uh, in public places uh, all the time. We do our best not to be obtrusive, at least most of us. Uh, and not, um, you know, talk over the speaker. Um, I guess the local authorities were upset that Evan was towards the back of the gymnasium um, and speaking quietly because the governor had was speaking. He had come out two hours late, incidentally, um, uh, coinciding with the time that Evan was due to do his report. And uh, I guess the local authorities there, I don't know whether they're unaccustomed to what the media does in a situation like this, or I don't know what, the, what was going through their minds, frankly. Right. Um decided to approach him, tell him to be quiet. He wrapped his live shot. In other words, he ended it. Uh, and it, uh, unfortunately, it didn't end there. And how how often does this happen? Because I can't remember the last time I've seen an American journalist taken down to the ground in the way he was and cuffed and then booked and put in jail. Not well, while I, they're I, on I our on ground here in our country. 
I don't know. I mean, it's a great question. I mean, it, it's like something would have happened behind the Iron Curtain during the Cold War. I, right. I just, I, I can't even imagine. I'm, I'm at a loss to to uh, explain it. I, you know, uh, it turns out that Evan was detained um, at the county jail. There, uh, they initially said he wouldn't wouldn't be able to get out because everybody's basically off in this small town. The county clerk and so forth. Until this morning at eight thirty. Um, long story short. Uh, we we look, we contacted a local attorney. Got the wheels in motion. They got the county clerk out of bed or at, from home to come in from home at any rate, and let him out. He ended up being detained for about five hours uh, there, uh, and uh, last night uh, got out. I guess about Eastern time, perhaps ten thirty or so. Uh, he spoke briefly to our Ashley Banfield on the air on News Nation. But uh, as you can imagine, I spoke with him a couple times this morning. He's on his way back. He's, uh, you know, he's calm, he's collected. Uh, Evan is not, you know, the sort of person to get outwardly emotional or certainly not physical. And some of the, the comments from the police today, uh, the local authorities there, the lo- local law enforcement authorities are mystifying to anybody who's actually seen the video uh, and the explanation of their version of events. Mike, what do you make of Governor DeWine's response to it? I, I, I would imagine this is a political embarrassment for him, too. Well, that's a great question. Uh, Governor Mike DeWine, who incidentally was a U.S. senator here in Washington for a time, uh, appeared on News Nation with uh, News Nation Live this morning with Marty Hughes, and he essentially said it was a mistake, and he hopes the charges are dropped, uh, which is a- an amazing thing for the governor to say about law enforcement of, in his own state. But I think it speaks to the the clear uh, breach in 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 practice and protocols in the way that law enforcement interacts with uh, the working press in this country. Um, you know, he did issue the caveat that he doesn't know exactly what was said, and he wants to see it all play out. Uh, but now we have a spectacle of uh, the local uh, guardsman who was there. Uh, his name is uh, General Harris, uh, saying that he felt threatened by Evan, who was a much larger person than he. I think it's anybody who sees the video would make call that assertion into question, and that Evan was prepared to do harm to him. And again, we leave it up to the viewers and the audience to see the video and, and come to their own conclusions. But you have, and the, the local sheriff's office are also put out a statement, this case is still pending. Evan has not even been arraigned. Uh, the governor is calling for the, the case to be dismissed and thrown out, no charges to be pressed. And yet local law enforcement, enforcement is issuing these kinds of statements explaining uh, their version of the story, which in and of itself is extraordinary and I think speaks to... Um, uh, well, it speaks to what anybody can see if they watch you, the video. You listen, there. Mike, back up and re- explain that for everyone, because uh, as a reporter, you know, we're often frustrated by law enforcement when they say they can't speak to the facts of the case because something's pending. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that's what I find so unusual about this. I mean, it, uh, I think if they if they determined that this, they had a case and that it was going to go forward, uh, incidentally, he was charged with uh, uh, criminal trespassing and disorderly conduct. Um, then we would not see these extraordinary and unusual, extraordinarily unusual, I'd say, statements from law enforcement explaining what I would regard uh, as a fanciful version uh, of events that that transpired there. Especially when they know they're on film, which is interesting. And I did look it up. I do remember one of the last journalists I saw taken to the ground and arrested was Omar Jimenez for CNN during the George Floyd riots in Minneapolis. I remember seeing that and being shocked, like, 
do these police they're they're on national television right now and that's pretty much what happened last night well um i always appreciate evan's work and and you're saying he's back at it again in that town covering it again today no, no, okay. no, no. Good, he, good. Uh, he, <laughs> Don't make him. <laughs> he, uh, we did send a crew up there. Our Joe Khalil and Jordan Clifford are up there following the story. But Evan is on his way back uh, to D.C. We're gonna we're gonna give him a break for a day or two here good. and let him catch his breath. <laughs> well, thank you for filling us in, Mike, because it's not something we often see. And at the end of the show last night, we 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 were mad, <laughs> and I'm still mad today. Well, and I appreciate you jumping on. Thank you. We were all mad, and I'm, I'm, and I'm, I think anybody who saw that video who understands the, the, the role of the press and what we're supposed to be doing or not supposed to be doing would, would share that view. Thank you. Uh, this is Evan Lambert this morning on News Nation talking about it. Is there anything you can tell me about what happened after the rush hour live shot ended? Because there's a piece that we're, we're all missing about the moment you signed off the air. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I kind of have to be careful about. You know, you reference the paperwork. Um, you know, this this essentially says that you know there are still charges uh, pending against me. So, um, you know, considering that, I don't think I'm going to talk too specifically about uh, those moments. Um, but uh, what I can say is that you know, no one expects, uh, no journalist expects to be arrested when you're doing your job. Uh, and I think that's really important that that doesn't happen in our country. It obviously happens more often, more frequently in other countries uh, that, that don't have the freedoms that we do and uh, the Constitution that protects this job uh, that I'm so lucky to be able to do. Uh, and I'm going to continue doing it. Um, and nothing uh, like, like this situation is going to stop, stop me, stop us from reporting on what people need to know. That's Evan Lambert, the person who was taken down and arrested last night in Ohio. That was on Ashley Banfield last night. That's right after he got out of jail, even though they said we're keeping you till 830 in the morning. But thank goodness some people came forward, got out of bed and make sure that he got out. It's National Pizza Day. Yes, I say Chicago is the epicenter of pizza. Over three billion pizzas sold in the USA every year. Add another billion when it comes to frozen pizzas. We're going to talk to our friend Matsumat coming up, and you're going to have a chance to win some of those. That's on the way after Steve's News on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.